Hey, this is Joseph Zala, and this is Grits and Grids, a weekly discussion with restaurant and beverage industry designers and professionals on all things creative. Thanks for tuning in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today uh, we have special guest Jay Fletcher, who many of you probably already know. If you don't, uh, pretty much just go to Charleston, South Carolina, walk around, and you're going to see his work floating about. Um, it's quite amazing. Jay, say hi to everyone. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. All right. Rock and roll. Um, so, yeah, Jay is a graphic designer, illustrator, creative. I'm sure the list goes on. And uh, today we wanted to chat about this convergence of social and design. Um, I think over the years we've just seen so many things change and evolve with social where it started as those terrible uh, MySpace pages that we all had with that turned into like glittering gifts and this craziness because too much control was given to uh, the user, I think. And it's morphed into a very highly visual and um, disciplined look, feel and opportunity. Um, you, you've really killed it, I think, in in social. And I think that's why we really wanted you on here. Um, what, what has worked for you? What do you think has the most traction for designers today in the social world? Um, you, what, which particular platform you're asking or yeah, platforms and things like what kind of content you know what are you seeing works what do you see doesn't work um i mean for me instagram is really big um instagram and dribble i guess but instagram mostly you know i, I mm -hmm. think it's i like the simplicity of it i like that if there's something i'm working on or something i just finished i can create a little you know thousand by thousand pixel square or whatever and, and upload it quickly and it's there and Mm -hmm. Everybody sees it and it's, it's simple, free, um, advertising for myself really. And for the client as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, <clears throat> I, I was really late to the Instagram game when it came to the, to the grits and grids, uh, blog and, and brand. <laughs> I, th I think I, I've been late to all of it. I've never did my space. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter, I still don't get in ways. That's that's such an old man thing to say. I totally get it. But I just I don't really use <laughs> um, Facebook. I was really late to the party. I thought that was just for college kids. And I I don't know how old I was, 26, 27, maybe. And I felt like uh -huh. a creep getting on there. And so I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm kind of behind the times all around. I feel like. Well, I'll be the first to say that I still I tap the phone like a monkey when it comes to Snapchat. I'm like, I, I don't understand why why anybody would want to see anything that I video record. Yeah. Uh, unless it's maybe somehow produced. And I think that's maybe part of the problem when it comes to brands getting on social media is uh, as designers, we want to have something that is orchestrated and almost uh, choreographed and designed. And it seems like that's very much the antithesis of social media. Um you know, for Instagram, it makes sense. But when it comes to Snapchat, I think like a full on produced video just doesn't fly. It's not the platform. Uh, do you tend to agree or are you not even on Snapchat? No, I am on Snapchat. I don't think I've ever posted anything on there. I, and the only reason I got on it is I had some clients fairly recently, I guess, within the last six months say, man, it's the new, it's the next thing. You got to get on there. You got to get on there. And every now and then I'll, I'll hit the little icon and take a look at some of the videos and it's just not, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not for me, but I guess it's kind of not for me. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, Instagram, I can curate it a lot better and I can curate it quickly. I really don't have to put much thought into it. You know, it's, 
Right. Like I said, I, I can create the image and, and upload it pretty fast and, and there it is. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think brands can do that too. I mean, I guess it all boils down to who's in charge of it, right? You know, like I've had some clients, they, they get on all that stuff and it's just a shotgun of nonsense and <laughs> one photo looks different from the next and everything's using filters that aren't really cool anymore. I, I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about, you know, and then yeah, there's yeah. somebody else that's got a better eye and the whole thing seems balanced. And, you know, that once they've uploaded 20, 30 photos, it's got a look to it. It's got a feel to it. And I, and it's working a lot better. Yeah, I agree. I think the problem with, uh, you know, restaurant and beverage specifically, um, where you see the issue is they, because they can, they think they should, um, and what it ends up being is like holiday hopping and food porn. And there's really not much that roots it in what the brand really is. And the food porn is tricky. I mean, that you know, food is a hard thing to take good photos of. I found, right. I, you know, I, I feel like just go on Yelp, you know, it, it, the, the best restaurant in the world is going to look like someplace you'd never want to eat if you start looking at the photos <laughs> people upload. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it's still, you still need to study light and be at least have an eye for good photography. Yeah. You know? And just know that, you know, the, the green stuff in a salad should probably look really green, you know, and, and the tomatoes should look really red and the chicken shouldn't look dingy and gray. I mean, oh, it's yeah. kind of obvious stuff when you're talking about it, but I think it's tricky to pull off really well. Yeah. And it's actually, so that whole thing is interesting too, because uh, I don't know if you've taken a look at the new Taco Bell website. Well, I guess it's not new anymore. It's a few months old. Um, but one of the things that really jumped out at me was they have completely stepped away from food styling and the old sense of what food should look like. And it's all, it all looks user generated. Now I'm sure it's still, uh, taken by professionals cause it still at least looks good, uh-huh. but it's more real. Um, and, and you could see the filters that, that they use and it looks like it's social first. Um, I haven't looked at it. I need to check it out though. Yeah, check it out because it it definitely uh, made me take a step back. Like, wow, that is ballsy, but maybe not. Um, Maybe not as ballsy as we think. Well, Uh, you know, going back to the making it look good thing, Taco Bell is – it's a lot of browns and cheddar cheese. So maybe maybe (laughs) there's a little bit of a leg up kind of built in. Maybe Taco Bell is harder to take a bad picture of. Yeah, I mean it's it's Mexican food, so – um, I think if you can make Mexican food look amazing, um, you're pretty much the best photographer in the world. Uh, I forget what brand just did it. I want to say Moe's. I got an email from them yesterday, and they have these new sauces to put on top of your enchilada or whatever. And um, it, it's so contrived and so uh, on purpose that it almost looks gross. Yeah. Like the, the, the photography that, they, that they're using. And in – from a photography standpoint, it's beautiful, but from an like a, a an edible standpoint, I'm like, ugh, it looks so fake that it's actually a complete turnoff. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, yeah, the Taco Bell look is interesting because they, I mean, they have people holding it in their hands. It's it's like in situation. It's real, and it looks it still looks as good as you would expect Taco Bell to look. That, yeah, um, that, I definitely need to check that out. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean their website's fantastic. They did such a great job uh, with the redevelopment of it and uh, usability. But um, you know, back back to social, I think that's where social is really starting to change the game for design. And um, I think so many people were very uh, 
adverse to social media as a design platform. And I think now it's getting harder and harder to make the case or, or, or to think like that. Like you, you just can't, you can't think like that anymore. It is a, it is a design platform. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was never averse to it. I always thought it was cool, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't until the last year or so that it started kind of paying dividends for me. You know, I used to sure. get a lot of inquiries on dribble, but a lot of it was, I'm starting a t-shirt line. Can you design three of them? And even that, like maybe there's a little bit of potential there, but then you correspond further and it's just not going to work out. You know what I mean? But now, you know, I get direct messages through Instagram from people and and my knee jerk reaction is kind of, man, you're, you're getting in touch with me on Instagram. This isn't going to work, but then you start talking and it's an awesome project with a substantial budget and it's real work, you know, and dribble is kind of the same thing. So it's it's pretty crazy. Like I feel like you can't ignore it anymore. I agree. Um, you know, I think what's funny is I remember working. Uh, I had a, I guess, an adjunct or whatever kind of office you want to call it. I basically had a desk in a larger agency on Madison Avenue, um, which was always fun to talk about. That we have a satellite satellites. Word I was looking for <laughs> satellite <laughs> office inside of a. You know, we called them a big dumb agency. Um, they're nice people, but it was like the old hat thinking of Super Bowl ads and TV right. and stuff like that. Right. And I remember having a discussion with the principal uh, or managing director of the of the um, agency and. I was talking to them, to him about their website. I'm like, listen, man, you have Flash going on, which I get it. Whiz bang, whirling dervishes. It's really cool to look at. But it's so bad for search that it really isn't doing much for you. And he was like, I'm going to tell you right now, we will never, ever, ever get a client from a search or our website. When was this? It's, uh, this was back in 2007 or eight. Okay. I so it wasn't, it's not really that long ago. No, well, dude, it's almost ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think about that too. I'm like, yeah, back in '96, that was like a minute ago. Yeah. I'm like, wait, a, wait a second. <laughs> really dating ourselves. I know, I know. <laughs> we're young, we're hip. I promise. Um, but yeah, and I remember looking at him, thinking, "Man, you are so wrong." Uh huh. Um, and that is exactly why you guys will slowly but surely fade away. And I think the same thing with social media. There, there's. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, it's still kind of a stigma for an agency, at least, or a studio that the social media thing, it's cool. It's a good platform for getting some stuff out there, but I'm quote unquote, never going to get a client from it. But you're right. That's completely wrong. Yeah. Um, I can tell you honestly and without fear of any repercussion that most of our work comes from our website. Uh In fact, I'm quite terrible at networking. Um, you know, I don't get out there and shake hands and try to make connections. I think, um, and, and from what it looks like, you're sort of the same way. Like we're too busy working. Yeah. I'm exactly the same way. And, and my biggest fear right now is just, you know, when, when that comes to an end, right. Um, I'm super busy. Everybody's always asking me, you sh- are you going to hire employees? You're going to grow. What are you going to do? And I don't, I don't want to do any of that. I love, just being myself and working from home and, and being a little bit more choosy with who I work with and mm-hmm. only taking on projects I want to take on. But, you know, the flip side is, I guess I worry, well, how long does that last? You know, do I come crashing down in two years, five years, 10 years? How, how long can I remain relevant as a one man show? 
Yeah, and you know, it's a good note, actually, uh, a side note, and I want to put this in your brain because I want you to remind me if I forget. Um, in the new year, <clears throat> I think I want to have almost a panel discussion, uh, and I was I had you in mind and a few others who I consider to have a style, and I want to have almost a not a debate because God, that's a bad word right now, but um, a talk on is st- having a style and a look a good thing or is it a bad thing? Like, do you need to diversify? Cause I think that's a, that's something that a lot of students, yeah, that's, people getting into it. We've already hit on so many things that I feel like I could talk about for hours and hours and just go, right. just go so deep talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to have that happen. And if I forget to reach out to you, uh, nudge me and say, Hey, when's that happening? Yeah. Um, you know, that's one of the, my fears too, is, you know, when we, so when I when I decided that I'm going to focus solely on restaurant and beverage, I think there is that looming monster behind you the entire time. Like, is this a road that ends? Is this, you know, is this temporary? Right. How long can you keep your edge sharp? Yeah. Yeah. How you long know, can you be competitive? I, and, and maybe that's, you know, that's relevant to what we're talking about right now. The, the proliferation of inspiration via the internet. I sound like such an old man, but you know, the the internet, like we're all so connected now, you know, it, 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 when I had, when I first went out on my own, I don't know how long ago it was 10 years, maybe almost eight or nine when clients would come my way and they would say, Oh, I, you know, here's what I want my restaurant or my business or my, my retail, or here's what I want it to look like. They'd be referencing something that was three blocks away because their frame of reference was so small, you know, but now when clients come my way, they'll say the same thing, you know, here's some ideas we had. And I always kind of, I tense up thinking, here we go. But then they're, (laughs) they're looking at the same super dope coffee shop in Estonia that I just saw on a, on a design feed a week ago, you know? So on, on gridsandgrids.com, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> that that was the one I was I was thinking of. So you know, I think maybe that'll help us moving forward. Is you know, so, I think so long as you're still driven and and you still want to do good work, we're so connected to everything out there. I I think it's probably going to be a little bit easier to stay on top of trends and you know that than it would have been ten years ago. But then that hits at the conversation that you started you know, two minutes ago about, well, do you need to be trendy? You know, Mm -hmm. that's, and this is not why we're here to talk, but it's, this is such interesting stuff. Well, no, no, I think it is. I mean, cause social and, and, you know, like you said, the proliferation of the interwebs, um, that's what it's really doing is it's, it's creating a more democratic and far reaching inspiration source. And it's also educating, which I think is the best thing in the world for, um, both, industries that we like that uh this is all about you know the creative side as well as the client side which is you know particular uh beverage and food um to have a restaurant like a mom and pop restaurant come to you and say well i really feel like this is influenced by you know uh southeast asian style like there's no way they would have had that yeah. 10 years ago yeah definitely not and it's great, you know, because for, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm like, yes, I get to dabble with patterns and crazy colors and no longer is pink considered a girl color. Yeah, know? yeah. I call it, I try to call it coral. Oh, yeah. Coral. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that one of the main characters on uh, The Walking Dead? <laughs> I, I've never watched The Walking Dead. I don't know. Uh, the, the main guy's son's name is Carl, but the way he says it, it sounds like coral. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a big joke. Um yeah, I think that's amazing. And it's funny you bring up the coffee shop because 
uh, recently we just finished this design for a coffee shop in pretty close to where I originated, which is central Pennsylvania. And talking to the guy, he's like, you know, I'm just really inspired by Nordic design. And I'm like, you know, I really want to kiss you right on the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if we weren't on the phone, I'd find a way to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, because like what a dream, you know, like it, it's usually us fighting to say, hey, can we get some white space on this? Because, you know, it's going to help with the yeah, composition. Every, everybody is so much more design savvy than they used to be for sure. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I think we can attribute that to social media and the convergence of social and design and and people having access to that information. Yeah. Um, so when when you're like when you actually do you do any design work that is specifically like someone's like, hey, uh, we're a social media. We're doing all this social media. We need you to design pieces of content. Does that ever happen for you? No, I got approached by NASCAR actually a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um but it didn't work out. But that's what they that's what they were looking for. Gotcha. Um, they yeah. they wanted just a series of of graphics to post on their Instagram feed. That's they didn't want rights for anything more than that. That's all they they wanted it for. But that was that was the first time anybody had ever asked me for anything like that. Interesting. I think it's going to be happening more and more. Um, I think as agencies and clients start to see social media as the opportunity that it really is the need to go beyond, again, food port and holiday hopping. I mean, like everyone, oh, it's National French Friday. Um, you know, that, that's not differentiating at all. And I think we're going to, you know, they're going to need to tell better stories on social. And so we're seeing a lot of that. But we also get into, I would say, more of the advertising and marketing side of things, um, which is probably why I'm, I'm seeing that more than uh, you may be. Yeah. You're more like the design and brand development and stuff like that. Correct? Yeah, I'm I'm more the initial meat and potatoes. I love meat and potatoes. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. Um, <laughs> I'm always hungry. So one thing that I noticed about uh, the stuff that you post, and especially with Dribble as a platform, is there's so much stuff posted as work in progress. And it, it kind of um, – it always piques my interest because – I sign a lot of non-disclosure agreements mm -hmm. and to me that seems like it would infringe on the non-disclosure agreement. I mean, do you ask first or is it just, well, what I'm posting isn't specific enough to where people would know what it is. How do you go about it's, traversing I, that? I, that's a really good question. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, I, I, any sort of big national brand work, I would definitely ask, or I would know ahead of time that I'm not allowed to, or I wouldn't want to, I, you know, I've done a ton of stuff that nobody's ever going to see um, mm. for various reasons. But, but then if it's a little mom and pop restaurant or I, my clients are all shapes and sizes. I mean, there, there's the big fortune 500 company that, you know, it's, we're going to spend five months on it and, and it's going to be crazy and it's going to cost a fortune and, and all that. And then there's the little mom and pop that, you know, it's, their budget is tiny, but they really need um, a label for their their iced coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and you know, something like that. Um, I it, I think it's really more that it's in progress, and nobody's going to know exactly what it is. And for a lot of the local clients, I f it's helping them a little bit. You know, I sure. I have enough followers on Instagram. I'm not Selena Gomez or anything, but I have enough followers <laughs> that. I, building a little bit of buzz is, is going to help them more than hurt them. Um, right. I, I've never had anybody 
come back and say, can you take that down? Or that wasn't the winning logo. Please put up. I've never, ever had an issue. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you usually run things by them and say, Hey, is it cool? Or is it more, you kind of just know when it is or not? I, it's, 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 this answer is super lame, but I feel like I kind of know when it is and isn't. Yeah. Um, like I said, if it's a big project and it's hush hush, um, I just, I'll, I know not to ask, I'm not going to do it. Or, or even if I feel like maybe it's a big project and it's hush hush, I, I won't, you know, or it'll be some element, um, it'll be some element of a, of a much bigger design that doesn't give anything away. And the, the project could completely go belly up and nobody's going to care. It's fine. It, it's not traceable back to anybody, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think for those of you who are listening and are starting out, it's definitely, it's a touchy area. And I think the best case for you or the best idea would be to get um, approval or at least get the, the blessing that, that you can. I mean, I mean, Jay and I have been doing this for a while, so I think – I don't think it's a lame answer at all that we, we kind of know. Yeah, um, I, I mean I, I wish I had something more concrete to say, but I think what you just said is dead on. I, I feel like we know because we've been doing this for a while, but if you're yeah. unsure, I would, I would most certainly ask. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so one of the other things that I, I wanted to chat about – it's interesting because it happened. It's happened to us a couple of times now. I, I am a big proponent of quality and quantity are powerful things together, and so therefore our portfolio online is a culmination of what we've done um, with little to no editing after the fact. Uh, as far as what what happens when when a client fails, and in restaurant and beverage that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm a firm believer that the integrity of the work, the focus of the work, the um the origination of the work is all still strong, powerful, and holds its own weight. But let's face it, you know, it doesn't you know, there's so many other things at play when it comes to specifically that industry. Restaurants fail all the time. In fact, uh what will be last month, um, because we're recording this in October, but uh you know, one of my favorite clients just closed their doors. It just, it didn't work. Yeah. And you know, what, what happens? Do you, are you a proponent of, yeah, man, show that work or is it now, nah, man, just get rid of it because it failed and it's not viable any longer. Yeah. I, I did an identity for a restaurant called parlor deluxe. That's, it got such a good response. Everybody seems to love it. I love the way it came out. It was in my opinion, some of the coolest stuff I've ever done. And they just closed their doors. And I don't, I couldn't tell you why, like the food was great. Um, it might just be some weird, it was on the wrong street corner at the wrong time. I, that's, I just threw that out. I don't know that that's the reason, but who knows why, you know? And I've been thinking, man, you know, do I show that? Do I not show? I don't know. I think you show it. I, I think, I don't think you have to overanalyze it like that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think if, if the work holds its own and it's really cool, a potential client is not going to see that in your portfolio and and make a mental note to ask you whether or not the restaurant is still that's not going to happen you know they're just right. going to see it and they're going to say man that's really cool look what he did he can he can do something like that for us and and that's probably the end of it yeah and i think it's important to you know if you do come across a client like that the way i handled it was hey man i'm not you're not hiring me to come in and run your restaurant and you're not coming you're hiring me to come in and build it and operate it and pick the location and all the other hundreds of things that go into whether yeah, or not it's going to work. There's a lot of moving parts for sure. 
So many. Um, and you're right. I mean, it's such a fickle industry in that it could rain today. And if it wouldn't have rained, it would have been the highest profitable day that you've had all year. But because it rained, it's the worst day. Yeah. And just everybody's so into food now. You know, chefs are rock stars. Everybody knows about the cool restaurants. It's such a hit, hit thing mm-hmm. to feel like you're a part of. And I feel like when a restaurant opens, if they get a bad review that first week, I, I've seen it happen around here where that's it. Like that's the nail in the coffin and they don't ever bounce back, you know? And then the flip yeah. side is true too. They, they get a really good review and they're talked about as the new hot thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, bang, it's off to the races and, and they can't be stopped. Yeah. And I, I don't know how it is in Charleston, but when we're talking to people that are coming to Atlanta to open up restaurants, um, for us here in A-Town, it is so important to come at it with such a with a more humble attitude, and we've seen people come in here with this. Oh man, we're going to change the game, and we're like people oh. people from outside Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I've I have definitely seen that happen here. Yeah, it's like, bro, you're not changing any game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, especially here. Um, I'm not sure what the ratio is in in Chucktown, but here it's like 70 percent transplants. So it's like, bro. We all lived in New York, Chicago, you know, um, we've all lived in other cities. So we know what you're talking about, but we came here because we like the work ethic and and the humble approach. So you're coming down here with, you know, you know, part of my French, but you're big swinging dick or so you think we're going to just run you right back out of town. Yeah. And it's, and it's just all the little nuances, you know, like you're. If you're local and you live here, you know how you like fried chicken to taste. Or I, that's a stupid way to put it. But, or, or yeah. if, you know, if you're going to have oysters, you kind of have this frame of reference for who's doing that right in town, who's not doing that right in town, mm-hmm. um, who's got the coolest restaurant interior in town, who's, who's setting all the standards. You know, I, I, like I said, I think people have such an intimate relationship with all these things now. And then those people come in from out of town and it's like, man, we're going to blow you all away. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe what you're going to do. And I'm not even saying it, it's from some podunk town. Like maybe what you have in mind would be really cool in San Francisco. Right. But it's just, it needs to be tweaked a little bit to be really cool in Charleston or Atlanta or, or Boise, Idaho. I don't know. It's, right. You know, it's such an intimate thing. Well, I think it's one of those things too. Um, if you walk into a party and tell people that you're cool, you're immediately not. Yeah. 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 You know, and so if you're going to come into town with a concept and that that you think is going to blow people away, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Let, let, let the food and the experience talk for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because you want to walk away and have other people say, oh, that guy was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the smartest thing you can do. There's a couple brands that we've seen. Big ones too. Like I think Batali tried to come to Atlanta and he, and he closed up really quick afterwards. I think Emerald did the same thing because it's like – we we don't care if you come here to open a place, but what we want you to do is come here with the same attitude that we have in that this is a city of opportunity for those that work hard and keep their head down. And um, I think that there's a lot of area for growth if that's the mentality that you have. And I think in a lot of ways, that's how um, a lot of the folks that I've talked to so far, that's the way we design. Um, social isn't like this self-promo uh, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the best thing in the world. It's more like, oh man, I, you know, I designed this and I kind of wanted to share it and I hope you guys like it. Yeah. You know, I think that's the smartest way about going about it. Um, I assume you agree because that's kind of how you approach yours. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I mean, I, you know, Charleston, 
Charleston is changing a lot right now. It's, it's growing by leaps and bounds, but I think it continues to be sort of a lifestyle town. Like I moved here in 2001 mm-hmm. um, and th- there wasn't, well, I don't know. I mean, I was going to say there wasn't big industry. I'm sure there was some sort of big industry, but most people I knew were moving here and, and trying to live here just because the the waterways are beautiful and it's sunny all the time and, and we have this European charm and you just wanted to be here. Right. And then you were going to figure out some way to make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there, there's kind of a laid back vibe. There's a friendly vibe. Um, it, it's unpretentious here, you know? There, there's just kind of this super chill – that's such a dumb word. But there's just <laughs> kind of this super chill vibe here. And I, and I think the design here reflects that. You know, I think if somebody comes in from out of town and everything is just too – gilded and pompous and rammed down your throat, it doesn't go over very well. You know, right. I, right. I think the things here that are successful are much more honest. Um, and, and that's always, that's been one of my core design principles, I guess you could say like it just honesty, you know, like tell, tell the story front and center, don't embellish it. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. Confidence, you know, that confident honesty is, is huge to me. I agree. Yeah. I think, Nose to the grindstone, work ethic is going to win every day of the week. Um, and it's funny, I was actually going to move to Charleston before I moved to Atlanta, and uh, Atlanta won out, and I find myself yearning to go to Charleston all the time. <laughs> well, you're, clo- you're close-ish. You can, you can come yeah. here often. It's a five-hour drive uh, by my standard and probably five and a half by speed limit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so six and a half by by my standards. <laughs> Driving like an old man. Man, I drive so slow. I get a lot of flack for it. My buddy, uh, so a good friend of mine from the same town that I'm from, he a year later actually moved to Charleston. So I moved to Atlanta. One year later, he's in Charleston, and that's that's who I usually go visit. And uh, he drives like an old man too. I make fun of him, and, and to the point where he yells at other drivers for not maintaining uh, consistent speed. And for going too fast. Oh, I wouldn't. Well, the, the too fast. I don't yell at anybody. But I always think it's funny driving around town. You know, you got that person behind you that's waving their arms around yelling. And I know it's for me. I know it's because they think <laughs> I'm going too slow. And then, you know, the, the road goes from one lane to two and they whip around at 100 miles an hour just screaming at me. And then uh, a half mile down the road, I pull up to him at the same red light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, way to go, man. Like. You won. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just – I'm such a rational person and I just can't justify driving fast. I I don't get it. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm a highway fast driver but when it comes to the city, I I, – you know, again, I lived in New York for a little while. So I realized that a change in speed is not going to get me to the next one. Yeah, see, I agree with that. I think on the highway, like up it by 10 miles an hour, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. If you're you're on a five-hour drive, that might make a little bit of a difference but – Right in, in a city with lights and stop signs and people and kids bouncing their balls out in the road, it's just the dumbest thing in the world to me. Absolutely agreed, um, especially in Charleston because what you just mentioned, like the lane, the the number of lanes change very unexpectedly and quickly. Um, if not by design, it's because of sometimes there is on road parking and sometimes there's not. Yeah. And so if you're not paying attention and you're trying to whip around somebody, you might whip around right into another car. Yeah. This is not downtown Charleston is not the place to think you're going to drive quick. Yeah. It's great. Um, so let's wrap it up. We're about at 30 minutes, which is awesome. Um, if you don't know, 
if they don't know, these listeners of ours, all 10 of them, um, where do they find Jay Fletcher online? Well, it sounds like you can find him on Instagram and Dribble. Um, <laughs> if you don't know that by uh, now. Well, I didn't mean that, like, <laughs> in any sort of pompous way. I'm, I'm that yeah. cliche designer whose website is just completely out of date. Yeah. Um, it's J, just the letter J, which was a dumb decision when I made it 10 years ago. But it's jfletcherdesign.com, but it hasn't been updated in a long time. Um, whenever people come my way and say, we found, we saw your website, we love your work, I always have to bite my tongue and just say thank you very much and not tell them there's way, <laughs> way cooler stuff to see at other places. But if you, I'm on Instagram, I'm JPEG Fletcher. You can find me there. Um, and on Dribble, I guess just search for my name. I'll, you'll see me there too. But Instagram and Dribble, I keep pretty current. Yeah, you, that that I can attest to. Um, I do follow you there. And if I may suggest those who are looking around, take a look at some of the work uh, for Caviar and Bananas, which I think the name, I'm not a big blank and blank naming convention fan because it's been overdone. But that one has so much interest. Uh, you just kind of have to, you know, you want to know more about it. And I think the design work was fantastic. Well, thanks. Um, not not that there was anything not fantastic, but that one in particular, I really, whatever, for whatever reason, I really like the, the, um, yin and yang of the caviar banana. Yeah, you know, what's really cool about that one too is all, I think all they wanted was a hat. If I remember correctly, that, that sure. place, that place kind of opened, they, they beat the trend with the ampersand thing. Like they've been around a while. Yeah. Um, okay. And another, well, another thing that's really cool about them is when I first went out on my own, uh, I, you know, all I, I was eating wonder bread and peanut butter and, and mm. uh, PBR. And I, I was really pinching pennies and scared out of my mind that, that it wasn't going to work. <laughs> but my one yeah. indulgence every week was they had this amazing duck sandwich at Caviar okay. Bananas. And I used to go there every Friday and treat myself to the, it's like 13 bucks or I don't know what it is, you know, sure. but it, it was my weekly reward for, for getting through another week. Um, yep. alive. And so when they came to me and said, Hey, we love your stuff. We, we'd love to work with you. That was kind of this awesome full circle thing. But anyway, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure all they wanted was a, a hat design or a t-shirt design. They didn't want to rebrand. Right. Um, but then we started talking and I guess they weren't opposed to rebranding. And, and now it's turned into this much bigger, cooler, more cohesive thing, which is, which is awesome. They've been awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic, and uh, I almost imagine that conversation like, okay, it's going to be X amount of dollars and one free duck sandwich every Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's not negotiable, people. Right. The duck sandwich part, <laughs> right? Read the that's awesome. <laughs> well, man, it's been it's been awesome having you on, and like I said, I, I would love to have you on again. Um, I will reach out, and it will happen. Um, this has been great, and. Everyone who's listening, tell your friends, go find Jay online, uh, throw down some likes, maybe make a comment or two, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been great. Absolutely, man.